Okay, we are live on the Progressive Mind Show. Hello, everyone. And we are glad to be engaging you all on today's very important subject. We, we call the impact of COVID-19 on sports. The case of Messi, we'll also be looking at some of the participations and some of the issues, not issues, but some of the activities that went down with regards to the African community at the recent Olympic Games. Now, my guests this afternoon are... Uh, very um, knowledgeable in the area of discussion this afternoon. We have RBJ, Royal Black Jesus for short. Uh, no, Royal Black Jesus, RBJ for short. He is the owner and CEO of Trend Africa TV. He is sitting coolly, comfortably with Alfred Amuzu, who is also the host of Africa Agenda on Trend Africa TV. Uh, they have... A very special guest. He is the best sports analyst in the world. Kaklali uh, Nam, right? Kaklali Nam is the name, Alfred. Kaklali Nam, how are you? <laughs> okay. Uh, on the bill, too, is Benjamin Azamati. He actually participated in the recent uh, um, Tokyo Olympic Games. He is, um, he actually also won gold he won he's a gold medalist in the all african 2018 all african games and was a finalist a finalist at uh, finalist in uh, four by hundred um uh, four by hundred tracks at the recent tokyo olympic games uh, as benjamin azamati congratulations and you're welcome to the progressive mind show thank you very much my pleasure and as you may have seen um our other guest in the person of Daniel Atwell of Joy FM couldn't make it. Instead, we're going to have Betty Yosin of Star FM. Uh, we're hoping to get her. She She's on, having a little bit of glitch, uh, hoping to get on. B-flat of Aku FM is going to join us very soon. But Benjamin, I know your time is very limited, so let me start with you. Uh, again, congratulations. Tell us, uh, give us an overview of your look on the recent Tokyo Olympic Games. Um, okay, so let me sum it up. Um, I think it was a good experience overall. But okay. um, I want to say a very big thank you to the association GAA and then um, the Ghana Olympic Committee for making this um, possible. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like um, um, going to the Olympic Games, Ghana, Ghana as a whole, um, the athletes were not really, really that prepared because after our season, in the NCAAs, we had to sit, uh, mainly because there was no funding for us to you know, go to Europe to compete against uh, the professional athletes that we would be competing with in the Olympic Games. But um, um, that aside, um, going in there, our relay team, we were very, very confident because we had a camp um, where we practiced and all that. Uh, so um, after we got there, everything happened. Um, we got experience because... Uh, were able to talk to some of the professional athletes to gain that experience. I think um, going forward, we are really, really going to do well because of this experience that we've had from them. Thank you for sharing that brief experience. I will come to your participation in the 2018 All-African Games. You won gold. What category was that in? Yeah, that was the 4 by 100 We won gold in the 4 by 100 meters. Okay. Uh, Benjamin, what school did you go to? Um, I went to Presec in Legon. Okay. Later on, came to University of Ghana, and then I transferred to West Texas A&M in the United States. 
so you are in the U.S. now? Yeah, I'm in the U.S. now. How long have you been doing field and tracks? Um, I started track and field 2017, my last year in Versace Legon. That's when I started track and field. Okay, and you've been there, like you've been winning and all of that. Uh, have you? Did you get? Did you have challenges um, trying to pursue it as a professional? Yeah, I'm not a professional yet. So I'm still okay. an amateur guy. So, um, gotcha. but yeah, there were a few challenges because um, you know my first love was soccer. I, I was playing soccer, but uh-huh. uh, along the line, I had to switch. You know, I felt track was more individual. Uh, I could focus on myself and do well. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of challenges in track and field because you have to deal with a lot of things, you know, mental mental things that – a lot of mental things go into it because um, sometimes there's this nervous, nervousness, anxiety, and all that that you have to deal with. So I think uh, basically those are the main challenges. Those are the things that you have to overcome, but not any big challenges as in you getting injured or anything. Ever since I started track and field, I've, I've not been injured. I've not had any serious injury that have made me sit back for some time. So I think um, the main um, challenges is, you know, trying to overcome, you know, the nervousness and anxiety and all that. I'm still working on it and I hope to be good at it. Excellent. Uh, before we go to Black Jesus, what, what state are you currently located at? I'm in Texas. Nice. And what year did you move to the States? Um, 2020. Was that by scholarship or parents? Yeah, by scholarship. By scholarship. Okay. So you're running for the school? Yeah, I'm running for the school. What's the name of the school? West Texas A&M University. Excellent, excellent. Uh, we hope that America doesn't naturalize you so that before we know it, you're running in the colors of the United States. It's, it's easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, now, I haven't naturalized <laughs> Okay. Hey, uh, Hassan, we see you. Hassan, are you able to tilt your phone as, uh, landscape sideways, landscape-wise? Okay, that would help us a lot. Good. Let's go to Royal Black Jesus. And you were sitting with you and, uh, you, 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 you and uh, Alfred will take turns. I want you to give us your overview on what you think what you think the pandemic had done when it comes to the area of sports generally. I mean, it, just sitting back and looking at the world and how sports, how we know sports to be before pandemic, and what it's gone through. Your just your general overview, Black. Oh man, yeah. Um, I mean. We all know that when it comes to the financial power, um, it's it it, it uh, it's not good for the uh, for the teams. I mean, for this, you know. But um, pandemic have showed us that we have another way of living life. So mm-hmm. overview, I mean, overall, it, it 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 it's been bad. But at the same time, we've learned something out of it to okay. become human, no, no matter what it is, you know. So I, I think, yeah, but when you look at the financial power and the, the supporting uh, as a whole, it's not as good mm. as, you know, being, in, uh, being there at, uh, at the field and sharing your team up and things like that, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not as good. But um, um, we, we, pandemic have shown us a different way of living. So, right. right. I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. Well, that's a very key point. It's shown us a different way of living. Uh, before, Alfred, you come in, uh, we we had a we got the background at least we got to know a little bit of uh, of uh, Benjamin's background. Let's get to know uh, Royal Black Jesus. You I know of course you you are, you are not a stranger to this show and to my, myself. We've been friends uh, and brothers for a long time. You started uh, Train TV Africa, which is 
with Trend Africa TV, which is the logo behind you guys right now. Tell us a little bit about uh, your vision and where you're going with this. Um, Trend Africa TV is um, as a platform whereby we we're using social media to tell um, to tell our story. Okay. Um, 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 if you look at the way the traditional TV is and where mm -hmm. we live in the states, I live in Chicago. Um, we can we we can easily say that we cannot pay for a traditional TV because it's expensive. So Trend Africa comes in for us to tell our story to the world. That is what we do, and we are using social media. So we have everything on on board. We have sports. We have uh, politics. I'm like it's it's just like a TV. Right. Um. You just have to stream on on on. on we just have to use social media to stream our content, and then we are telling our story through Trend Africa. That's why the name is Trend Africa TV. There is a story, a whole story behind it, but I can't go in. But uh, yeah, yeah, just it's a platform that we are telling. We can use it to tell our story. Yeah, uh, tell the African story, and it's beautiful. And you also do live shows, uh, live streaming for events. Uh, live yeah. streaming of events for people and for uh, parties and whatnot. We do, uh, we do, we can do virtual concert on Trend Africa platform. That's the website. Mm -hmm. um, we can uh, also we can stream live on occasions and things like when you call on us, we'll come down and make sure that your your content will be out there. Nice, nice, Alfred. You have been on Trend Africa TV for some time. Uh, tell us how you connected. Give us a little a little background of that experience quickly, because we know we have to go to the crops of the conversation today. So go ahead. Yeah, so long story. Right? <laughs> but how did we connect? I think um, Sienna. So I went to Sienna in 2019, right? Mm -hmm. uh, in North Carolina. And this is when I met uh, Mousy uh, and Black Jesus himself. Uh, and we've collaborated since. Uh, we, we helped them plan the virtual one they did in 2020. Uh, and I think Black Sisters saw something in, you know, my presentation. So <laughs> we thought I could be a good um, uh, host on, you know, his TV. Yeah. So we've kind of discussed that, planned it, and I've been hosting uh, the Ghana Agenda on Trend African since. So, yeah, that's how we came to that's it. That's right. <laughs> Great job, man. You put it in, you put it, you, you packaged it very well, and you were very concise, concise with it. Uh, Trent, uh, Ghana agenda what is the motive behind it what's the vision so um that agenda is a political finance and economic show so basically we talk about things uh that are happening in ghana in terms of uh you know politics budgets and finance we realize that a lot of uh, you know the tv programs that discuss issues occurring in ghana are very political again mm -hmm. on, on ghana agenda we bring the political parties you know that was i have the ndc and the mpp representing but we try to remove the politics out of it and speak uh, about the issues uh, and, and think of ghana first so we okay. consider that we are all ghanaians whether we are ndc or mpp it doesn't really matter what solutions uh, or what alternatives can we suggest for all the issues that we currently face in ghana and that is the point of ghana agenda we are really setting the agenda for ghana uh, as the youth people who are outside looking in mm. and so we even bring people from ghana uh, who are really dead so that they can share their experiences with us thank you so much uh clean up can you hear um, can you hear us yes <laughs> okay he i told you guys he's the best sports analyst you can find Clenam, um do you like sports 
Yes. Which which of the sports do you like most? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you like the ball? Okay. Do you play? Do you I play basketball? Okay. Do you play basketball? Yes. Do you watch basketball? Yes. Who's your favorite basketball player? <laughs> okay, good. That is that's a perfect answer. So when you grow up, do you want to become a soccer player or a basketball player? Uh, a basketball player. Okay, why? The, uh -huh. Because I want to. Because you know what you are. I told you he's the that's smartest good. guy ever because he wants to. <laughs> Get up, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to be talking to daddy and uncle so you can go play with your uh, peers. But we wanted to get your smart opinion on what we are going to be talking about. And I think you did a great job. In the future, we'll be hosting you again. Okay, just you. Okay, all right. So say bye to uncle and everybody. They are not leaving. Yeah, we are. You are leaving. No. Yeah. Then <laughs> I'm going to play with your uh, your siblings. We'll talk to Uncle, and then later we'll call you. Okay. That's you come. Two. You come at the end. Want to? Okay, that's fine. He doesn't want to. He wants to stay okay, with that's us. Fine. That's fine. Hassan, right. Hassan, can you hear us real, real good? Okay, I think Hassan is having issues. So we'll go to Betty. Betty, is that? Uh, are we? Are you good with your feed? Okay. We have a challenges, Benjamin. When you went to the Olympics, um, what do you think that, uh, now, how many of you, how, how many Ghanaians were there, if you can tell us? So the athletes were 14. Okay. Oh, the total number that went was 14. Okay, I think we have it. Uh, uh, Betty, can you mute? Your... Okay, great. So total number of Ghanaian athletes at Tokyo were 14. Yeah, right. Now, you were part of the 100 by 4 relay. Around 100 and 100 meters, yeah. Okay. Um, you participated with the other uh, Three. You know, athletes around the world. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we missed on the tracks? Do you think, uh, you know, when it comes to the short distance right 100 and 200 you think that the world miss uh the likes of uh, what do you call it uh usain bolt absolutely yeah we do um yes because um, he made track you know lively and then i think um, um for 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 i think um, was it 13 years we mm -hmm. had we had a new champion so i think yeah he has been missed a lot of people wanted to see him around and lens was gonna come around but he didn't but of course um the track has to still move on because you can't still have people running for a very long time. Mm. But of course, we do we do miss him. We do miss um, whatever that he did on track because he's the greatest of all time. So yeah, he was missed, and then I think um, um, it's, it's I think everybody saw his absence. Do you think that you you were given uh, the same I would say treatment, but the um resources that were available to some of the the other nations do you think that as the african team or specifically Ghanaians, you think that you all had access to the same resources support system uh to do what you went there to do oh in the games village yeah we all have um no from from, 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 the your, from your from your local officials compared to the other nations no we not even half of it no we are not there not at all 
what what was lacking yeah go ahead because they are prepared like um this is the um so um uk won um, um i think silver and they have been to the olympic games for i think eight years and this is the time that um, they were able to win um, a medal and they have been investing in their relay team for about 10 years and they have now um, had the medal in the olympic games so you could see that they started investing in them for a very long time but for us no and then Ghanaians still expect the medal from us whilst you're not doing even half of of the things that other countries are doing when when they see you have the potential they invest in you they make sure you are, you are good you are training very well you are going to europe to race and a whole lot of things but we ghana is not doing even half of it no we just you just you are just in your school your school trains you gives you gives you money and all that sends you to competitions and then when you are able to run the times ghana just pay your ticket to go there to go run and and that is not fair because basically your school is the one training you okay ghana is not having a hand in it you understand mm -hmm. so I, I feel it's about time if Ghanaians really want a medal in the, in the olympic games they have to invest because if you don't you're not going to get it so you, if you say you were in the fight you were in the final was that the gold final race yeah that was the final race okay yeah. and can you name the other guys that were uh yeah so the, quite, um, the guys that ran was myself Joseph Amoa, Sean Safo, and then Yimano Yeboa. And how many team, country, nations did you have to compete with to get to the finals? So it was 16 teams grouped into two heats. Okay. And then top three qualified. So we qualified from our group. Um, we had US in our group also where we beat them. We we're happy about that anyway. <laughs> so we, we, we qualified from that nice. group and then we went to final. Right. And um, so, from 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 what you, from what you've discussed so far, uh, do you think that your other colleagues share your sentiment? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You have people that share the same idea, and I think uh, the association even knows it. So it's not something that they don't they are not aware of. It's something mm. that they are, but um, I think the support is just not coming. Yeah, no, but we are proud of you, and I'm sure you're proud of your, yourself, your family, for raising the flag of Ghana and Africa very high. Uh, Hassan. You have been watching sports, you've been following sports for some time now. Your opinion on the effect of COVID-19 on sports. But before you do that, let's get Alfred. Alfred, I know we didn't get your take on the impact of COVID-19 on sports. Quickly, and then we can go to, because you have been waiting for a long time, and so we can get here from Hassan too. Yeah, so uh, Lingo, I think that's a really good question. And of course, this is a really good topic as well. And I wanted to say congratulations to my brother as I'm a chief for uh, his success in the Olympics. Uh, as far as impact on uh, sports, I'm going to describe it from my own perspective and, uh, of course, the perspective of all the people who used to go to the stadium. From my perspective, uh, you know, you know, first of all, soccer was interrupted, which and all the games were interrupted, uh -huh. which, you know, I didn't like so much, you know, because the games, we all live up to these games. So I'm waiting for Manchester United to play. <laughs> and that hasn't happened for some time. So uh, that was the initial impact. But also, uh, I know that because people are no longer going to stadium, uh, etc., you know, the, 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 the ticket sales has dropped significantly, which impacted the clubs. But also, now everybody's watching, you know, when they came back, when games came back again, advertising dollars actually went up. So even though they were not getting tickets money, they were getting more money because people were watching on TV more and they were showing um, uh, more of the adverts to them. 
But essentially, uh, what I taught us too is that uh, even in the middle of a, you know, a pandemic, a disaster as worse as a coronavirus, you know, we still found a way to live, to continue to enjoy some of the things that we like so much and work around it. Like, you know, the soccer players, some of them got the vaccine, some of them get the vaccine, but they quarantine yeah. themselves, make mm-hmm. sure they still were able to go out there and play the games, which was great. Because mm-hmm. I don't know what would have happened for the last one year if sports was completely oh. shut down. Mm-hmm. So I thought I thought that experience was very interesting. But the, the, the financing that you talked about, mostly that is an impact that the teams experience and most of that came from. The fact that they were not selling tickets as they used to do. Yeah. But everything is back now. My team won yesterday, Manchester United. And we, I believe, are going to be taking the Premier League by storm this year. So okay. watch out for that. And that has been... Uh... <laughs> Hassan, do you share... Yes, sir. Do you share the same thing as my brother shared? Yes, I do. And I'm, I'm first going to say congratulations to you. You wall of Leeds 5-1, and you had a hat-trick from Bruno Fernandes. That, that's mm. good Good for you. So, yes, uh, the impact of COVID on sports was tremendous. You know, there was mm. the first shock. There was the doubt. Remember how teams had to say, oh, we think we're going to write it out until they had one person test positive, and then they started cutting. One of the things that uh, COVID showed us is that sports is a very powerful barometer for the rest of society. While we debate it, should we shut down the economy? Should we shut, should we now this and that? Even though people are looking at hospitals, airports, and this and that, when the big teams started saying, no, we're not doing this. We're not going to have blood on our hands. We're not going to have our players or fans or any of our staff go down and wake up and say, oh, we could have shut it down, but we didn't. So... Um, as teams started shutting down because of COVID, society followed sports teams. So I'm just kind of highlighting the power of sports as shown mm. by uh, COVID-19. Yeah. Uh, just like yesterday, when you're looking at the games that just reopened in Europe, this uh, the soccer games, Manchester United uh, in Old Trafford Stadium just had one of the biggest crowds ever. So... The removal of sports, you know, the congregation being able to go to the uh, stadium, having that taken away for some time, has had people um, value it so much. People are willing to pay amounts of money that they never were willing to pay to go back to the stadium to watch if that chance is standing out there. So, yes, uh, COVID had a very um, big impact on sports. The money piece is Mm -hmm. kind of Mm two-way. So they lost in um, ticket sales, but then they gained in the utilization of social media. Mm-hmm. The big teams got their social media multiply, you know, folds like two, three times. But also what that did is it gave a chance to um, non-conglomerate entities, you know, people, for example, bloggers, uh, yeah. TV shows like this one. Um, you know, innovative, especially young people who are willing to be YouTubers, you know, they show their clicks go skyrocketing. People started watching alternative sources of sports yeah. more. Mm-hmm. And then on a personal level, in my own community, um, I train kids about 16 and below. They come out every Thursday. You know, my motivation was very simple. When you live in Africa, when you live in South America, those are the two biggest sources of the best soccer players in the world ever. 
what makes those people who they are? What makes Ronaldinho, Ronaldo? What makes George Weir? What makes uh, Abedi Pele? What makes Philip Omondi from my own Uganda? What makes uh, currently uh, Mo Salah, Mohamed Salah? What makes yeah. uh, Ian Nacho, for example? It's mm -hmm. not that they had organized sports where mom had to make phone calls, get insurance, organize, play three times, nothing. It's because they were able to open their door, just walk out of their house, pick up a soccer ball, pick up three more kids, create a rivalry, and play for that. So I said to my community, well, we're going to do this. So I organized something like that where my kids and other kids, uh, we're about 40 kids every time we come out, just do that. But we were impacted by COVID. We were really hit hard. But it also showed us, you know, when COVID came, we stopped. So restarting actually this year was very difficult, getting the parents back on board, getting everything back in order. But along the way, I had started doing just, um, you know, I call them like soccer skill drills, which I would send them to the parents and say, hey, your child can do this at home. So the COVID showed us that you can play soccer in ways that you never thought before, that you mm. can occupy a space as small as a very tiny bit of a living room and learn how to juggle a soccer ball. Mm. And, you know, using these little cones in your basement and learn how to do drills. So when you came right. back on the field, you were way better. The yeah. kids on my teams who you saw that were doing their homework when I sent it out to them, you know, told their parents, hey, go buy these cones from Walmart. They're going to cost you $5. Lay them out this way. Have your child do this drill three times a week. Those kids, when they came back, they were blazing. So, I mean, it was bad in a way, but for us, it was also, it gave us innovation. Again, the ways of innovation I talked about where, you know, like blogging, for example, skyrocketed, but also learning how to play soccer without having the big team, you know. Okay. That's my take on it for now. No, thank you so much. Uh, I was going to get to uh, Benjamin, but I think we lost his feed. Um, but you mentioned something uh, regarding the some of the innovativeness when it comes to social media and uh, technology in general uh, that um, that impacted COVID-19 or that was as a result of COVID-19's, um, the impact of COVID-19 on sports, which is you realize that even with NBA, they had like screens, like TV screens in the stands. I don't know how they did that. Black, you, you, are, you are an expert in this. You, you realize when you're watching sports, NBA, they would have images of, I think, I don't know if there were Zoom images of fans watching the game. How did they do that? I think that was very innovative during COVID. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, um, I missed, okay, has, I missed has, 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 a lot has, of the question. I got okay. the last two words that you but I know that it was about innovation. Can you remind me what part of innovation were you talking about? Because the no, audio I, did not. I'm sorry. I was directing that to uh, Royal Black Jesus, but then after uh -huh. he responds, you can you can okay. chime in on that. I'm gonna listen in that. Okay. So I think uh, I mean, like you said, uh, uh, technology really. I mean, COVID let us know that there's a different way of living, and 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 this is one of the innovative things that have happened through COVID. Um, yes, yeah, Zoom came around. We all know about Zoom, but we didn't need, we didn't know at that time that Zoom can take about hundred people. 200 people when you buy. So uh, in, the in the technical aspect, a lot of people make a lot of money. I mean, m money was made mm -hmm. of uh, these innovations and things like that. So 
whatever that you saw on uh, on actually when they playing sports or basketball, you see fans enjoying. You have to register. You have to register to be on that big screen where you you see you've been drinking your beer or whatever and enjoying the game. So um, yeah, uh, they use a lot of different different technologies. Zoom was one of them. Um, there's other. Uh, platforms that are all that uh, apps that people were using and things like that. But with the TV, most of them use Skype. I mean, Skype, and then there's another VR something. I forgot the name, but uh, that's what most of the professional, uh, I mean, the networks are using. So yeah, uh -huh. it makes it makes it more like. And then one good thing is that it uh -huh. makes you more like you are part of the team. Yeah, you are there with them. <laughs> that is how magic that thing is. Yeah, when you're on the screen. You feel like you are close to the stadium. That's how you look at it. Yeah. And so I, it, I mean, yeah. Go ahead. No, no. I think what you said is the reason why that idea came up in the first place. They wanted to incorporate the fans, you know, participation or components of sports, even though people couldn't be there physically. So they had to be innovative in that regard. And yeah. boy, had it not been COVID, who would have thought of this? type of innovation right who would have yeah, yeah, yeah you know i so, think they have it uh -huh. they have it i mean because b before COVID, we still have these uh online uh meetings and things like that but they didn't know that it to be it it to it, 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 it to it to fix or to get us close to the game yeah. the game like those games that we love the most because yeah. I, I love boxing mm -hmm. and I, I i did not mix any boxing game mm -hmm. And then I feel like I'm part of the. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. If you actually buy the, you subscribe to the uh, 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 the program or the or, or the uh, the app, mm -hmm. you feel like you are part of it. You feel like it's it's just magic. So it's so you magic. you literally experienced it. Yes, I did. Oh wow! I did. wow. Yes, yes, wow. yes. You you feel like you are you are there. Like that's how magic that thing that that was. But um um so COVID COVID is bad. But to be honest with you, uh, I think we as human, we, we as human, we've learned a lot of things that we can always move around. Mm -hmm. We can always do, uh, do what we, we want to do. I mean, right. Right. Uh, happy yourself, you know. I think yeah. that COVID, yeah, you're right. COVID, uh, COVID brought us a lot of technological innovativeness. And I think that uh, it has added value to our race now. Now we know in times where people can be at physical locations, you know, there's, there's an alternative. Uh, but it didn't it didn't generate the type of revenue that sports uh, teams were enjoying or getting uh, prior to COVID. A lot of teams lost revenue. And I think Alfred or maybe Hassan, you guys were mentioning that. Betty, can you hear us now? Okay. As soon as I mentioned her name, she dropped out. So uh, it's still a, techn a technical challenge. Uh, Betty is reporting, is supposed to be reporting from Ghana. She is in Ghana. And she was going to give us the effect of COVID-19 on sports in Africa in general. But we we're going to zero in on Ghana. So unfortunately, we lost her feed. Uh, we'll try and see. Um, be flat. Let me know if you're able to get in. And I saw you in back in the backstage and then you disappeared. So... Okay, I think B-flat is coming in now. But Hassan, do you want to chime in on that piece where technology was able to help us continue loving sports somewhat like we always had? Oh, absolutely. Not only help us loving sports, but it highlighted 
you know, the social component. And as of, unfortunate, example, people lost their feed. Uh, we'll try and see. Um, B flat, let me know if you're able to get in. I, I, I saw I'm you. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Yes. So uh, the point I was trying to raise here is that um, the value of being a sociable animal was also multiplied because of COVID. Mm -hmm. Because people were not going to go to the stadiums, but they were still enjoying, you know, worshiping their star superstars and stuff. Mm -hmm. You kind of create, I mean, we kind of discovered a chasm where some people who are not exactly the best on the field, but are actually very good in social media, became more valuable. Their value, their dollar value grew because they realized that these people were driving um, social media attention to those mm -hmm. teams. Now, the, the one person I can talk about, you know, just surprisingly happens to have both. But then you will see how that works. Okay, Ronaldo, the Portuguese player who played in um, Real Madrid and was transferred to uh, Italy. When he transferred to Italy, the value of the followership that he brought from Madrid to Italy, the, you know, it, it just blew the entire um, league in Italy, okay? And even right now, as Messi is being transferred to France, even though he's not as astute as social media as um, Ronaldo, you know, the, one of the most important components that PSG and France is gaining from Messi is the international social media attention on both France and PSG as a team. And now the league of France is gaining way more people watching the entire league because they want to see what can Messi do to this? What can Messi do to that? I'll just mention one other player. Look at a player like um, Marcelo. He's on the way to retirement, but, but he was a great player. He's a defender. He's not even a striker. But because he is one of those astute social media animals, he's right. one of the most known soccer players compared to some of these super strikers that we have. You know, those people strikers that are not as known as this one defender from brazil wow okay did you guys copy that yeah we you know we copy that we, we copy yeah. it and we were going to do a special i mean we're going to zoom in on zoom into uh soccer specifically so thanks for ushering us into into it before we um we we touch on that though i want black to give us his opinion or his perspective on how this whole how COVID affected um, boxing. He touched on the boxing already, but I want to be specific on some of the names, like some of the African names, uh, some of the African fighters who were able to maybe get a belt or defeat, you know, was or lost a belt during COVID. Uh, Black, I don't know if you have any information on that for us. So we have um, Isaac Dogbe. Um, I, I mean, he lost that. He lost. Uh, He's a uh, bantamweight. Uh, that is the um, lost that before. I think he lost it before the COVID, the yeah. COVID. Yeah. But um, he tried to come back uh, during the COVID time. Uh, had two fight and uh, he did well. He did well. But uh, I think he needs more uh, more things in the pipeline to be worked on. Um, he managed to put. Um, I, I don't want to say sack the father or something because you know the father used to coach him. But um, he put his father on the sideline a little bit to get uh, a professional or better coaches who knows the game. Um, mm -hmm. The father helped me from day one to where he is today. But when you get to a position, there's, you know, in, in sports, right, especially boxing, you mm -hmm. get to a position that you need people who know the technical know-how 
to win championship and stay there. But okay. uh, maybe the father doesn't have that, so uh, he lost some, some steam. Um, like I said, he won two, and when he came back, he won two uh, fights already. So I'm looking forward that he will he will bounce back and win uh, another championship for Ghana, actually. And there is another guy called um, uh, Richard Comey, mm -hmm. who actually lost uh, his title as well. Uh, the comeback was decent, uh, knocked the guy out. I think uh, around the round four or the five. So uh, we are looking forward uh, to see him doing doing good as well. But the point is, with mm -hmm. Richard Comey, very good boxer, but uh, the age factor, he's around 31, 32. So, I mean, that will catch fire. That will catch up with him a little bit. And Ghana, I don't even know if he's uh, using his real age or not. But <laughs> hey, he's, uh, <laughs> uh, but he's a good boxer. But um, with the age already thirty-two years old, uh, it's gonna be a oh, challenge. Come, um, come, on, come on, black. I mean, you can't. <laughs> I don't think. What did you have to? I, I don't think that it's fair mm. to him to say to say if it's age in Ghana. If his age is is his age <laughs> is what has been published. Okay, so what we okay. have is his age. Until he comes out to say otherwise, his age is his age. Period. I'll take it back. Are you trying to say Roger Miller was sixty years when he played in the I'll take it back. I think that's his age. Thirty-two years old. Listen to Hassan. Listen to Hassan. Hassan said what? Yeah, go ahead. Are you trying to say Roger Miller was sixty years when he when he played for Cameroon in the World Cup? I think I think Roger Miller is a different different age bracket. At that time, I would say Roger was Roger, and Roger you you know I would say Roger age age very well, and he was that we didn't even know much about this age thing. But I don't know if Roger was born in Cameroon. Is Roger born in Cameroon? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So like that, that, that raised another antenna, but it's okay. Oh, by the we'll way, I like wanted that. to tip in that you are talking about boxing and you didn't talk about AJ from England. I don't care whether you're born in England. If you're Nigerian blood, you're African. That's over with. That's right. Okay? Yeah. So, <laughs> no, 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 I, I mean, actually, about Ghana. So that's why I just, uh, uh, you know, narrow it to Ghana. So we have two, uh, two good boxers. I mean, uh, uh, Richard Kome and then Isaac Dogbe. I think Isaac Dogbe need to work a little bit more. The only disadvantage with Isaac Dogbe is that he's a little bit too short. And all these people that he, I mean, when you look at the Bantam with where he actually uh, bracket to, mm -hmm. uh, they are very a little bit tall and they are Spanish people. I mean, and these Spanish people can get down. They okay. can really, really get down. So um, he needs, I don't know. I, I I want to see him one more time. I want to see him one more time. I don't know how old is he uh, is now, um, but um, I want to see him one more time. And but the first two uh, comeback was okay. It wasn't like the way Dobby was before, but he was okay. I want to see him again with one top notch, uh, 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 like class A boxer. Then I can actually uh, say that he can come back. But for now, he's okay. Uh, Richard Comet, amazing boxer. But the, the the age factor because when you start when you when you hit the eight thirties in boxing it becomes very challenging. Okay. Yeah. So um, because all these young ones are, I, I mean the guy who I tried to knock him down that Tiofoma uh, uh, Tiofoma is about twenty two years old, strong. I mean and and live here so well uh, uh, new trend. 
I mean, so we, we have a long way to do. The, the bad thing about Ghana is that we forget to put money into uh, GBA, that uh, Ghana Boxing Association. We forget, to, I don't know if we, we lost that team because of the likes of Azuma Nelson and uh, Aikote, Joshua Klate, Emmanuel Klate, all these people made it by winning through the same trenches. We need to put money there because be, before all this soccer healing the world stage, boxing actually made it there, put Ghana yeah. on the map first. Okay. So uh, yeah. we have to put money into the, uh, the uh, GBA. Now, yeah. thank you for giving us a great uh, insight or great, uh, I'll say, um, yeah, insight to how COVID-19 affected Ghana's boxing and how these professionals were able to thrive and achieve things for themselves and for the nation and for the continent. We, but there are also other boxers, like Hassan was saying, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua, Israel, uh, what's the name? Israel, uh, the guy, the UFC guy. Ngannou? No, no, Ngannou's a Cameroonian. UFC, yeah. uh, Israel. Oh, Israel. Israel. Yeah, Israel, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the Nigerian, he's a Nigerian. And, and then Kamaru, Kamaru from uh, Nigeria too. Um, so yeah. so these guys, these guys literally travel. And what, what, I'm, what is occurring to me is, maybe because boxing is a lonely sport, it doesn't involve a lot of people, I don't think COVID-19 had uh, that much impact on the professionals as it did to the other sporting disciplines. Would you agree to that? I mean, Hassan. I, I would one way or the other, but at the same time, boxing, even though it's a one-man sport, mm -hmm. it is so dependent on the crowd. You really? Know, performers, when you talk about, okay, so the master of performance is Floyd Mayweather. This man figured out one thing that this thing is all about the win and to do it in front of people okay so they feed off of the you know the crowd from the stadium oh those ululations the whistling the heckling this and that mm -hmm. and again it's kind of not fair that i'm using an american boxer for this but hey he's an african boy you know floyd mayweather this boy figured out that white people will pay to see me fail let me always make them think they're going to make me fail and let me always win in front of the biggest crowds while i'm betting them down and i'll continue to get my millions so that crowd power that insular you know it's like a electric thing that yeah. people who are good at it feed from the power that comes from the crowds that so, did take them down a little bit thank you so much be flat we see of, you, you know, motivation that's Yes. It, it's super dark. I mean, can you can we get some light so that you know we can? No, no, no. You don't. You don't touch your, your computer. Is fine, but we just don't see it a lot. We just don't see uh, oh, yeah. it's dark in there. So if you can get us some light whilst you do that, um, Alfred, uh, your take your take on on boxing and other uh, uh, sports and disciplines. We, we don't come to mess. Actually, you know what? It's 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 three minutes, seven minutes to five p.m. So you quickly, if you have a take on boxing, let's do that, and then let's look at the case of Messi's transfer. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, what I would say is uh, just to add to what Black said about putting money in GBA. Uh, what what that means is perhaps uh, more complexes should be maybe built or invested into by the government where. Uh, like it could be even at the regional level so that we can have some regional competition mm -hmm. uh, that would culminate to us 
getting professionals who can compete at every stage. Mm -hmm. uh, once we, you know, have this, you know, complexes built, I'm sure people will pay to go and watch these, you know, fights. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was a kid, you know, there was a, you know, some big boxer from all those days. He was beating everybody all the way through the region, but he couldn't make it too, you know, professional because again, he has to fend for himself. Hmm. Uh, and, and when you are, you know, you know, have a family, you have to take care of the family at the same time. Practice uh, sports, it becomes difficult. So, like I said, the, the call you are making that some money should be invested into that, I think, is a laudable one. Mm -hmm. And hopefully, somebody's listening who can pass that information on. Black, you know a lot more about boxing. Do you watch UFC, Israel Desanya? I mean, um, I start, I, I, I start watching him. I, I mean, that fight. To be honest, I'll, I'll, I'll be straight up. I never liked that. I think it's too bloody. UFC. Um, uh, yes, yes. Until um, a, a, a guy introduced me to uh, the uh, Israel at this Sunday or something. Yeah. Yes, and then uh, I just love the the way he fight. I mean, yeah. he's just untouchable. Uh, he lost, uh, the first uh, loss that he had was about a month or two ago uh, because he tried to win another uh, title uh, when uh, a little bit heavier than his own weight. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, he's a solid, he's really, really a solid, 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 solid uh, UFC box uh, uh, fighter. Um, I liked him because he he showed respect to some of the pioneers that he, I mean, some of the legend that yeah. he was able like to Silva? defeat. Yes, yeah. I, I like the fact that even after he defeated uh, Silva, yeah. he showed that respect. Yeah. Me, me, for me, when you're, I, I, I played sports and I, I, I understand what sports is all about. And if you can show respect to those who paved the way for you, even though you defeat them, mm -hmm. it goes a long way. That is how, if, if, I, I mean, he won my, uh, uh, he, he really won me to his, okay. uh, his camp. Okay. Um, I, I remember. I, I, I hear that my brother on the other side is calling, mentioning Floyd Mayweather's name. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he's amazing boxer. Yes. Do I support Floyd? No. You know the reason why? Because I think he doesn't give respect to who. Uh, I mean, to to his uh, to the okay. legends. Okay. I mean, when they ask him a quick question, a simple question, and say that um, who is the best. And, and, and he says he's better. I mean, he went out straight up and said that he's better than Muhammad Ali. That alone shut me down for me to yeah. like him. I'm a, but um, he's a very good boxer. Don't get me wrong. Very uh, defensive. Uh, very good boxer. But do I want him to lose? Yes, because I want him to uh, uh, um, taste the defeat. But uh, hey, he's Floyd Mayweather. What can I say? You think you think it's a little bit it's a little bit arrogant uh, for you know for any. Um, yeah, any anybody i'll I, I, I I say yes but I, I think that's what make him unique one thing that we should understand as Ghanaians, that oh, is I'm, one thing that have killed our 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 sports our sports uh, guys like somebody like uh, um uh i he was arrogant like that when Ghanaian shut the arrogant part of him down that is why i quite couldn't do what i quite does best you understand okay so mayweather I like what my guy is saying that he's, um, I mean, he's arrogant and he stands for what he believes in. And he, I mean, so he will prove you the arrogant part of him. Yeah. You come in and then you show it's you that not just arrogant, but I can fight too. Okay. So that what makes him unique. Yeah. So I, I, I hear what you guys are saying. Everybody, you, you guys are right. Thank you so much for great inputs. I think that 
I would want to separate arrogance from respect and honor and, you know, just, you know, humility. Because uh, even the greatest, even the greatest, you know, Muhammad Ali, he shows humility. You know, Muhammad Ali will say in a heartbeat that he's the best, he's the greatest. But then in the next line, he will show respect for his opponent, right? He will show respect for his fellow uh, boxers or his fellow athletes. You know, he had that humor, you know, to his side. I don't believe that, uh, you know, arrogance alone, you know, um, you know, it's 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 that attribute of a professional or a super athlete that needs to be adored. I'd never adore arrogance at any time. Floyd Mayweather is, you know, awesome. But when he can say that he's better than Muhammad Ali, I mean, that is to his own. I mean, that is at his own discretion. No, I mean, I'm not going to take that. All I'm saying is that I like to separate arrogance from honor and humility and respect. If I, if, if I, if I can say, if I can say that, um, Hassan, I know you want to say something, but uh, should we, should we say, I think, should we say, uh, uh, let's take arrogant out because mm -hmm. I know that in, 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 in his own circle, yeah. people might not say that he's arrogant. So right. let's say he's khaki. Maybe he's a khaki guy. I mean, khaki. let's say he's khaki. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Of course, this is not. This is. This is just. We're just analyzing the impact of COVID nineteen, or just assessing right. assessing the impact of COVID nineteen on sports. But of. Uh, but of course, it would lead us into the personalities, the individuals that made world sports great, and and that's why some of these names are coming up. But Anthony Joshua, uh, what's his name? Hassan mentioned Anthony Joshua, which we have now talked about. Uh, awesome, awesome fighter. What's happening to Deontay Wilder, man? Black, do you have any info on that guy? Yes, I do. I mean, um, Deontay, Deontay, Deontay. I think Deontay started boxing at the age of 18. We should know that. Mm -hmm. He, he, he's, I mean, he's, um, I think he started playing football along the line. He's a very strong guy, very bully guy. I mean, he bullied people around the court and things like that. And somebody took him and said, yeah, you can box. So he started boxing around at the 18 and things like that. Very, I mean, he was already aging. Mm -hmm. And then... So he doesn't have the the amateur um the basic right? right yeah the basic right. the, the amateur ability the basics mm -hmm. you know so he's a hustler he's a street guy you know know the street smart that's why he, he is where he is today so when he met somebody like Tyson Fury who is actually more groomed boxer I yeah. mean all round boxer I mean they, I mean you then you you can see. The, the 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 lacking that uh uh uh, uh what's the name um 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 the is lacking it's lacking a lot of uh boxing ability lacking a lot of uh, because he also he already he know he he has one punch uh, uh i mean very good right hand that okay. can knock everybody out so he was actually leaning on that but with boxing you got to be an all-round boxer to 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 prevail when it comes to yeah, when when the tough start going, yeah. you have to use the, the amateur. You got to go back to the drawing board the and, base. and pick some things out. But uh, my boy uh, Deontay did not. Yeah, so that is why he got he got knocked out. But uh, um, they but, but come, I mean, Black, before you continue, would you say that that well was that fight during COVID? Uh no. Okay, no. that was. Uh, Black, uh, 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 B flat, can you hear us now? Second one will be on oh, yes. Oh, yes. I don't know if you guys can hear me. 
we can hear you loud and clear. Pifat is in the house. The he is a top host, uh, top host of sports at Aqua Radio here in Chicago. My man, welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, nice to see you, man. Well, but but okay. So so Deontay did not. So that fight didn't take place during COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. That fight. In, no, that, that but, means there was a full house. Okay, but now that we're talking about it. I think mm. Deontay also mentioned that the armor that he wore that night, he wore that. <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, he wore that thing for at least 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And for, for any fighter going mm. into a match of that magnitude mm. and an opponent of that yeah. at that level, mm. it's definitely going to have an effect on you. I mean, no matter your basics, no matter your training, mm. you can't carry that armor on you that whole time. I don't know what got into his head, but don't you think that he has a point when he makes uh, the excuse of that armor? Uh, uh, B-flat, I know you've been listening to us for a long time. Do you want to chime in on this before Black responds? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, thanks for having me. You know? At least, I mean, you guys I are making a great speech. I, I, I know you just finished your sports show, right? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, I, I'm trying to keep my light. And once you told me um, I need some light, I've been walking around in my house and <laughs> I'm, trying, I'm trying to get a light. But uh, I, I believe today, it's okay. From today, go buy some floodlights. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Oh, let me go back to Black Point. You see, uh -huh. I think you was coming from a, a different perspective. Um, You know, he wasn't saying like, you know, we in terms of respect in that aspect he wasn't saying that no i mean you know you can do whatever you want and come to the scene no he was trying to bring a point but i think we missed it okay let me tell you our culture our culture put people down sometimes we have a whole lot of people who can do a whole lot of things but because of hey when a grown-up person says this hey shut up you can't say anything right i believe that that was where he was coming from and who? I, I, we all know I. Who are you referring to? I'm talking about. I mean, I mean, the question that you posed to um Black about Ike that in terms I of respect and okay. humility. Okay. okay, all right. Go respect ahead. and humility. Yes, yes. You see, there's there's a thin way. There's a thin way between respect and humility. And you came up with a you know that guy. He will speak up. He will come out. But when you go to the field, he will I mean perform. He'll, he'll you deliver. So yeah. you know, that's the way it is. And, and it's, you're right. You're, you're right. I think in soccer, you have someone like uh, Ibrahimovic, Eric, uh -huh. Eric Cantona. They Cantona, will, yes. They will brag and say all oh, that. But I think this was more, like you said, cockiness, right? They they, 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 they didn't necessarily like disrespect or, you know, literally try to look down anybody. They would, they would talk and like someone like uh, Mayweather. No, the guy, the guy from Italy, uh, from Ghana, but was born in Italy. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Balotelli, Mario Balotelli, yeah, yeah, cocky, very cocky. But he would deliver. He would deliver, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so I guess that's what we're talking about. And no, listeners, this is the Progressive Mind Show. We have been talking about the impact or the effects of COVID nineteen on sports in general. We're looking at, we looked at a little bit. We looked at uh, uh, NBA a little bit. You know how. People became innovative by including virtual spectators at the fields and sports arenas just to keep the games going. Yes, revenues were lost, 
but we still kept the game going one way or the other in soccer. Um, we are going to be diving into it, but we touched a little bit on, on soccer. Uh, we we had a, 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 a an Olympic finalist uh, in the person of Benjamin Azamati, who represented Ghana uh, at the recent Tokyo Olympics. He was on the show for a little bit, but he had to leave because he needs to meet with the school president. Um, and so this has been our conversation so far. We've had Betsy from Ghana who was supposed to be joining us, to be giving us the um, a, a, an in-depth analysis on impact of COVID-19 on sports in on sports in Africa in general, but of course, but you know, due to technical glitches, that didn't happen. So please pardon us. Uh, you can join us if you're watching us on Facebook. We encourage that you share it. We're on Facebook, we are on YouTube and Twitter as well. So please make sure you are sharing from those feeds. Our brother from our brother uh, Ed says, Congratulations, Benjamin, your team for proudly representing our great nation Ghana in the Olympics with limited resources available to you all. Thank you so much, uh, Eb, for your comments. And we are talking to RBJ, Royal Black Jesus, of Trend, CEO of Trend Africa TV. Uh, with him is Alfred Amuzu, who is a host of Africa Agenda on Trend Africa TV. We have B-Flat with us here. He is the host of Aku, uh, host of sports, sports at Aku Radio Station here in Chicago. Hassan is also a youth soccer coach. He's been with us, helping with the convo. But as you probably have seen, we also engage, we also uh, experiencing technical glitches, as has been the case for most virtual shows or most uh, virtual engagements. So please bear with us as we keep the conversation going. In this segment, we want to look at the case of Messi and Saka proper. And I know this is where B flat is burning. He's burning. He's burning. He's ready to give us all the, the you know the jabs on on soccer. But soccer is huge for Africans and across the globe. Right? Look at when World Cup when the when World Cup comes around, the whole world is in frenzy. There are others for sporting disciplines. We have basketball. You have you know netball, volley, all all of that. But when soccer is in session, especially the European League or uh, European Championship or a World Cup, the whole world just goes at a, uh, is at, has to come to a standstill. It tells you the importance and the important the the impact of soccer on our emotions as humans on this planet. So let's go to soccer, man. Uh, the biggest news so far has been Messi, right? Messi. Had been uh, he, the, the, he of course he's been transferred, but before Messi, how did soccer impact the European League? Um, uh, B flat, you've been following Africa sports a lot. Give us your take on how uh, COVID nineteen impacted Africa soccer, and then we'll have Afred Amuzu and Black give us their, their their version on European soccer. Please go ahead. Allow I mean, all oh, thanks for having me again. Mm -hmm. Um. Or to be fair, I just want to be fair. I just want to, you know, speak in terms of emotional thing, but I just want, want to be fair. In terms of Africa, when you talk about COVID, mm -hmm. in terms of Africa, mm -hmm. it's zero. It's okay. zero. I mean, look, Alinko, we all know what is going on, what is happening. Mm -hmm. Now, I'll, you know, let's take Ghana as a case study because I'm from Ghana. Um. When this thing happened, uh, I think last year or so, the GFA came up with, look, you guys can go and in terms of a match. You, we have, I mean, both teams, each will have 25 
thousand, I mean, spectators or supporters or whatever. Okay. But we saw, we saw that, I mean, there were more than that. So when we talk about COVID and respective to our country, nothing happened. And um, I mean, to be frank with you, um, in terms of our sponsors, in terms of everything that we all know that is going to help our football team, nothing happened back home. All okay. because, one, COVID, yes, we know, but it killed our game. But you know what? It went on with Accra has to folk one and everything. But in terms of, like, when you compare our team, Africa, to which Black DJs will ask you, are we created equal? Which I cannot answer. But you see, Europe, we all saw what happened. But in Africa, Alinko, I don't think we did have an import, but with it wasn't time. like, you know, right. European side. So, uh, Hassan, looks like. Uh, you know, we might be experiencing a little, a little bit of glitch from your feed. Can you hear us? Okay, Hassan, there is a challenge. What our advice is, uh, try go try going out and see if we you can log back in um, successfully. Sometimes that that would be that does the trick. So just go out and try come coming back in. B flat is saying that. COVID, in essence, did not really affect Ghana soccer. Okay. Uh, Joe was saying that COVID-19 impacted all sports in the world. Yes. Um, but we want to look as Africans, we want to look at... But, but how, not in Ghana. Uh, Black, okay. You and uh, B-Flash share the same sentiment. Also, let's look at Africa in general. Let's look at Africa. Do, do you think that... It impacted African sports, uh, Nigerian league, South African league, uh, Egyptian league, all of that. Um, I, I, I mean, if we're talking about league, now, right? Now, now, let me be clear though. Before you continue, I think for the yeah. purpose of the for folks that are listening, uh, we typically equate sports to soccer for Africans because it's, it's <laughs> a, no, it's a, because it's a major game, right? Is the exactly. It's, yeah. exactly. Uh, so it's the most prevalent uh, sport. I mean, uh, um, game in in Africa. Even though we have several several ones, and so please pardon us when we use the word sports and soccer interchangeably. We intended to look to other sport 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 sporting disciplines, which we try to touch on a few of them because of time. We can look at all of all of them, but we we did try to touch on a few of them. But this segment. We want to look at soccer to be specific when it comes to the African continent and how COVID-19 impacted it. So, Black, go ahead. So, uh, in terms of sports in Africa, um, like you said, let's let's narrow it to soccer because right. that's what right. we are best at. Mm -hmm. um, um, Nigeria, because when we're talking about soccer, mm -hmm. we know that the Nigerian League it's I, I, to me as of now i think okay. that their league is a little bit higher than the ghanaian league okay um when you look at the south african league you can tell that the south african league is way higher than the the, the, the western side of africa and things like that but let me narrow it down to ghana and Go even from ghana and even yeah. the north north africa egypt their leagues are better yeah. so God, when i say better i'm looking at the 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 the, the, fashion, the wages the and everything yeah. that I mean the fan base and all that. Yeah. The reason why I I, I side with my brother uh, B flat is that 
Ghana, we were already doing virtual before COVID mm. when it comes to sports. Because when I when I mean we, we were already doing virtual before. Uh, explain that. I know what <laughs> you're coming When I said we were already doing virtual uh -huh. before COVID is because our league was just, I don't, our, our league just shut down. So nobody were, were actually going to the to 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 the stadiums back in the nineties where it's like that is the big thing. Like Sunday comes and you cannot even have a spot, in, you know. Yeah. But in the two thousand, I mean, around the five years ago, six seven years ago, our league was totally like shut down. So we didn't have the spectators to even go to the stadium to to cheer their teams up. So that's why I said we're already in the virtual mode before COVID. Now, recently, the Aston Kotoko game and things like that, I believe the, um, may, just maybe something will happen. But yes, yeah, dude, COVID dis uh, 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 um, shut down our, our uh, 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 sporting sector. Mm -hmm. uh, in Ghana, I'll say no. But when you look at the Nigeria uh, 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 League and then the South African League, the, uh, the North American Leagues and things like uh, North African Leagues like uh, 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 Egypt, uh, Algeria and Tunisia, all these places, yeah. Tunisia, Tunisia and things like that. Because it's put together and they have the fan base, I'll say yes, they will miss something, but not in Ghana. So, yeah. uh, uh, Alfred, what do you, what do you, what would you say to even even the national teams? Right, I don't know if you know back in the day, block like you said, you know when it comes to under seventeen, under uh, under twenty, you know the African teams did, you know, were, were were thriving, were doing very well, even Ghanaian teams. I don't know. During this COVID, I don't know. It obviously affected it, but your take on what uh, how COVID has affected uh, African soccer, African soccer. Let me let's put let's be, let's be specific. African soccer, Alfred. Yeah. So for me, I would disagree with that brother a little bit. Okay. <laughs> and the reason. I think Hassan, we can see you now. Hold on a second, Hassan. Can you hear us? Okay. Okay, Hassan is. You know, it's uh, he his his system is still being impacted by COVID, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry, uh, Alfred. All right, yeah. So I was saying, um, I would disagree with my brother here a little bit. That that is because, you know, in Ghana, for instance, just concentrating on Ghana, we've had two executive instruments passed by the president, which restricted gathering. So to that extent, uh, even though COVID didn't affect Ghana the way it affected other places, mm -hmm. all the countries with uh, a lot more humid, uh, uh, what do you call it, environments, like places that are very hot, like, you know, West Africa, we didn't get as much of the impact of COVID like, in, in, like we had in the United States and Europe mm -hmm. and, you know, the Asians. Mm -hmm. So people were still out there doing things. I mean, people would have gone to stadium and watch games, but we had this presidential executive instruments that prevented gathering, which meant that even if there was a soccer game, people didn't go. So mm. to that extent, I would say uh, we've been impacted in a way. But what Black is describing is that we've already, you know, had a problem with our soccer per se. Mm. It wasn't flourishing any longer. Everybody was watching the European, everybody like, I'm here saying I'm a Manchester United fan. I should have been at Bozuma Weavers mm. fun, you know? So Or Vora Vora. There you go. <laughs> uh, but, but such is the nature of our, our game. It's not as it, it used to be. I think technology had a, a role to play in that. What do I mean by that? Uh, 
It used to be that back in the 90s, the uh, European games were not on TV every day that way. You know, if you, you know, the only time you actually access satellite TV are people in Accra who can afford it, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to go to some rich man's house to watch those games. But now it's all over the place. You can watch it on the internet. You can watch your favorite teams in England. So it makes it so that if, you know, the game being played in England is that perfect, very tactical. I mean, looking at Accra, Accra House of Folk playing Kotoko, you don't get the same feeling. Right. So, you know, I think all that contributed to the state of our game currently. But since COVID happened, right, recently the Kotoko end has game that we saw it's actually yeah it's it's kind of uh sort of a revival and that also happened at the same time that the european games were on vacation right right you can see everybody went and watched that game but hopefully that is a beginning of something new we want we want to you know and we i saw so many people declaring their you know teams some supported her, some supported Kotoko. In that case, I'm a house of folk, mm. uh, but Kotoko. you are Kotoko. Okay, mm. so we hope that spirit is revived and that our soccer is back to where it was back in the 90s. Great points, guys. Great points. And uh, my little sense, my, my two cents to what you guys have discussed with regards to, uh, you know, people with Ghana experiencing virtual uh, support for soccer you know, even before COVID, I think as a, is as a result of the hardship in the economy, right? If people cannot afford to buy tickets to go to the stadium, you know, they rather prefer to watch it at home for free if it can be shown on TV. Or they'll, they'll listen to commentary. At the time, it was Kujua uh, Sarebrako, Domote, 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 it's a we, we we love I mean we would prefer to listen than because it was it was expensive to buy you know good fee I mean uh, tickets to go watch these games live right and so I think that it, that that contributed and again the European games they had invested in top top class uh, players so it was fun and cheaper right you just go to a friend's house or go to a, 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 a maybe a TV center or a video center where the, the or a or a bar and you can watch these games for free so why would you go to the physical location why would you go to the stadiums to watch it now the, the days where we had top brass players charles taylor's you know the uh, ishmael ishmaeldos the kofio pokus right and these Kofiu Joes of the Santiago Toko and all these top brass players Shamukwe, Shamukwe, don't forget Shamukwe and <laughs> Joe Debra, you know, we had some very, um, what do you call it? Um, yeah, we've had some very, very good players in the past. In the 90s, even getting to the 2000s, right, in the 2000s. So the, they were exciting players. Osekufo, you would like to go see Osekufo. You would like to see Yimano Yalte play, right? And so there were motivations for people to go to the stadiums, you know, to watch these games. Um, but we are losing these players because we're not investing in the, in, in, the, in the local teams. So these players are in a hurry to go abroad, go to Europe and, and, and you know, further their trade. And, and it makes sense. So if you're losing stars in the local leagues, it does not become attractive. Who are you going to watch? You better, you, you, you are better off staying at home, saving your little money, and watch Messi or 
Frank Lampard or something on TV. So I think some of these things have, have has affected us. Why? Because I mean, and a, a typical example: Ghanaian players were going to Tunisia, they were going to Libya, they were going to South Africa, anywhere but Ghana. Tell me if I'm wrong, guys. All right, I, I think to add to what you're saying, um, I think I think what really kills Ghana soccer for not going to stadium to watch these local boys mm -hmm. again is when they um when coast uh when the coast or uh, what do you call it when the, the coast, coast team teams, yeah, the, the coast, coast yeah. league was yeah. demolished okay that is what actually um killed ghana ghana soccer because remember when we were playing coast at that time because we, we became area um area champions, champions. Yeah. So people, when when you are drafted to at that time they call it first league, uh, first division. First division. When you are drafted to first division, because you are a local champion, your, your the people in your local district will definitely come will to come watch to yeah. the stadium to watch you. Right. Now that those things and those uh, tools are not around, I mean, who is the local champion? But now, Black, Ghana, I mean, realize that why. Black, I don't want to, I'm not trying to interrupt you. Pardon, I'm sorry. Mm. I apologize for doing that. But I wanted to add this point quickly before I forget. Mm. Remember that these same local champions were leaving the shores of Ghana and even, even Nigeria. They were leaving the shores of their local countries or their local constituents to Libya, South Africa, Algeria, Morocco in a heartbeat. Okay. The reason is there is. I mean, what, what I'm trying to say, you cannot leave the shores of Ghana mm -hmm. when you are playing coast or when you are drafted to us. At no. least we we have the likes of the Ishmaelados and yeah. then Dobotes and things. Like, they went through all these local uh, channels, uh, uh, Odro Dems and things like. They went through all these Before local leagues and things like, like, like coast teams and things like. And yeah. look at Odro play Kotoko for more than. Five to six years before, even maybe some of them didn't even travel, but they did well in Ghana, right? Yeah. So yeah. when they took that from the Ghana league or the the the, the soccer uh, 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 bracket, mm. it really really killed the game. And I, I blame my brother or uh, uh, my brother uh, Kofinia, is it Kofinia Antetit to do that? Mm. And and now I think the new um, and I think B flight to attest on that the new GFA who is coming on board. I'm actually on board now. Uh, trying to bring the coast team back, and I think that will help Ghana. That will actually help Ghana. Be flat, be flat. I still, I still stand. I still stand on my point that it's because of the economic system. These guys are in a hurry. Even when they come to the Premier League, they are in a hurry to go to Europe or anywhere else. Um, uh, then, then Ghana, and it even happens in, in Nigeria, right? And, and these players are going to Nigeria and going to South Africa to find greener pastures than than staying in the local teams, and we're losing stars. And is I still stand on that ground. So black, go ahead. I mean, sorry, uh, B flat. Uh, yo, oh, thanks, thanks. Um, <laughs> um, Alfred, my brother Alfred. Um, <laughs> Manchester. I mean, please let's put Manchester aside before we come oh, to what we're yeah. talking about. Um, uh, I agree with um black, but you see, there is. I mean, I think uh, he has already spoken what. I mean, you know, how people move from our leagues to the other uh, countries. But, uh, Aleko, let me say this. Do you know Nigeria, since last year, they've, you know, made a law and regulations that a player should be paid not less than a thousand dollars. Okay. It is, it, it came from their parliament. Nice. Now, what are we doing as Ghanaians? If you have a player who's, 
playing, you know, Premier League, and that player is being paid 250 Ghana. Mm -hmm. When it comes to dollars, 250 Ghana is like or oh, 35 dollars a month. Mm. Now, are you telling me when a club from, let's say, ITZ Mozambique, um, El Ali, uh, those clubs come to him and say, look, we're going to give you $5,000 a month. Yeah. Are you telling me that they should stay? Right. No. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That, that's the economic no. factor that sure. I was talking about. Sure, but within all this, FIFA is giving the GFA every year, 525000 a year, just to supplement Dollars. Local clubs. Is that dollars? Yes. Okay. So the question is, where is that money going to? You see, we have a problem. Mm -hmm. We have a problem. And I mean, Black was, I mean, talking about cats. I mean, the cockroaches are back. The cockroaches. Nyantachi. They are all the same. Now, let me go back. I don't know. I think, I mean, we don't have time. But I mean, look at the players that uh, ICK are kind of called. Dreams FC, Dreams FC, because we all know Kets. Dreams FC belongs to Kets. Look at the players who came from Dreams. If you say Kets, who Kets Okraku? Yes. Okay. Do you know we have a situation where a corner called his players and went to the FA when he came back, three or four players were omitted. Why? Why? We have a problem. And it should come from the bed. We need to change. It's like a fish. If you don't change the head, all that below is useless. Thank you, my brother. Thank you so much for your input. It's 5.26 p.m. CST. We're still live on the Progressive Mind Show. We're located, of course, in this beautiful city of Chicago. We're talking about the effects or impact of COVID-19 on sports. Soccer, to be specific, we are looking at it from the African perspective. And so that's why you would notice that our point, most of our points are directed to these areas. We are going to be looking from this end, going to, uh, into the issue of Messi leaving Barcelona to PSG. And hopefully we can have some time to touch on uh, the Premier League and the European League beginning and, and how things are going to look for the teams going forward. Uh, Joe also made a comment. He says, Brazilian players are not allowed to leave the country until a certain age. Some restrictions has to be put in place for the young players. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Joe Usu, for your comment. He says, Black Jesus is exactly right. Uh, and then he said, the fans were not allowed in the stadium of some time in Ghana. This is during the uh, COVID-19, um, which is something that impacted soccer. Thank you so much, Joe Usu, for your comments, watching you live. This is from Edward, uh, uh, Dr. Edward Ofori. Thank you for your contribution. You can share the feed on Facebook and on YouTube. We are live on Twitter as well. Again, from this point, let's look at Messi, man. Uh, you guys, uh, be flat. I know you will have a lot of information on this. Is it the financial shenanigans? Is it is it the financial shenanigan of Barcelona that led to them losing Messi, or you think that COVID nineteen had a big part to play due to their decrease in revenue. B flat. Oh uh, yes, yes. Um, I'll, I, I mean, thanks for the. I mean, uh, the guy who I mean brought that uh, question before the COVID. Uh, Barcelona was owning around one billion euros. 
that was. And what we all know in Europe, they do have a cap, like a wage bill. So, mm. you know, uh, any club should spend, you know, you got to spend like how much you make, it should go with. I mean, how much you, you're going to spend. So, right. but Amil, I mean, who was former president, he made wrong choices. I mean, he bought okay. some players which okay. he was not supposed to buy. A player like, let's say, Pjanic. I mean, so many, you see, so many players that, you know, because he was making money out of, I mean, you know, what he was buying. Right. So, one Laporta, who is now the current president, he said it. He said the former administration has cost Barcelona. So, Messi living in Barcelona is not about the COVID or nothing. But he even came down. He said he wanted to, you know, cut down his pay. So it was like 50%. Barcelona couldn't afford it. So there's nothing like, you know, COVID or no. Barcelona made a wrong deal. Don't you, think, don't you think that if COVID had not, if without COVID, they would have gotten all these people coming to tickets. You know, they would have gotten a lot of money from uh, revenue from tickets, you know, because people would, would, would have been, you know, going to the stadium. They would have been selling merchandise as usual to to curb, you know, the financial uh, loss that they occur. Don't you think that that would have helped if COVID was not in, in, in the play? Do you know Messi wanted to leave last year? Yes. There, there yes. Was a... Nothing about COVID when he wanted to leave. Okay. At that time, at that time, Barcelona was still having a problem in terms of their wage and all, all that. So it's not about COVID. So they made a wrong business. And okay. look, you see, it has brought them to a stage where 10 players need to leave. Oh, we cannot afford to pay Messi. If even he plays for free, wow. he needs to go. That that yes, that okay, that that is some gross financial mismanagement to cost you. I mean, who is the uh, what accountant CPA guy? What was his name? Uh, Alfred, you are a CPA guy. So uh maybe you and Black can come in here. I think that perhaps had it not been for COVID, Barca would have made that revenue needed to take care of Messi's situation in spite of the financial uh, shenanigans of uh, their former president. What do you think, uh, Black and uh, uh, Alfred? Sorry, Hassan, can you hear us good? Okay. Uh, I want to make sure if we can hear. Hassan is looking at us. Can... Hassan... I think Hassan is frozen. Frozen. Okay. The, the way he looks, right? Okay, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> All right, so let me let me let me jump in real quick before Africa comes in. Um, this is what I think about because uh, with Messi uh, situation issue is not for me. It's not about COVID, and it's not about money issue. If it is money issue, Messi want to still want to be at uh, uh, Barcelona. I, I, I mean, Barcelona make who uh, Barcelona make Messi who he is today. So mm -hmm. he will he will rather sacrifice for 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 them mm -hmm. no matter what. But this is what this is where I, I see. I mean, and that is the, I, I mean, I'm looking at it as a, a, a fan, right? I think the management throw a coin to win some 
to win some bet. I mean, to 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 adjust some things, and they went wrong. The management just went wrong. I mean, when when you can you can sell a good material like Suarez to uh, Madrid. Atlant Atlant Atlantic, right? Atlético Madrid. Atlantic Madrid, Atletico. Madrid, right? Atletico Madrid. And they won a the championship. Mm -hmm. And then Messi have nobody to play with. Believe me, Messi will not. Uh, I mean, he's a legend already, mm -hmm. but he will not lose that team to get that disgrace. Because losing 4-0 and I mean, look at the champion, uh, the champion, uh, Champions League and things that went on and things like that. He wasn't happy. He doesn't have and 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 even if Messi cut down his pay. And then they cannot buy quality players to come in to play with Messi. I mean, he will move no matter what. Messi cut down his pay to get some players to come in. They couldn't. They couldn't afford no player to afford. I'm not saying I, I, I love Agüero, but Agüero is over the uh, the cliff right now. So Messi will not stay to play with Agüero. I mean, we all know that, and even in their national team, it's not working. And so he will make a move. To still get that legendary status, I mean that name out there before he will retire. So either money or no money, uh, COVID or no COVID, Messi will leave because the materials are not there. It's just simple as that. And Messi need to play with people that can work with him. Okay. When it gets to a point, Messi was doing the dirty job for him to. I mean, come on. I mean, he's Messi. Well, yeah. uh, B, uh, B flat wants to. Yeah, can I make a point? Yes. Yes, yes. I just want. I mean, I, I just would just make one point uh, about what our black is saying. Or uh, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you see, we always in terms of sports, it's always about records. Either mm -hmm. you like it or not, it's not politics. It's right. what the person has done throughout his or her, you know, he, and all that. You know, he came out and said he wanted to leave last year. He wanted to right. leave. He couldn't because come on, but now there. he wanted to stay. But mm -hmm. Barcelona. Oh, I mean, he didn't say that. I'm talking about records. What he said. Maybe mm. what you are saying is true, but he did not say that. All that he said, he was coming in with Jorge Messi. Who, I mean, who is his, his father, Jorge. They were coming to sign a new contract. When they got there, things changed. Why? Because one reporter said, look, because of money issue, we cannot afford you. And he cried. We do have the videos and all that. He 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 wept. So what Black is saying is okay. But all that I'm saying is Messi wanted to stay, but he said Barcelona did not allow him to stay. Barcelona didn't have the funds to 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 keep him. Alfred, you want to come in? Reason why I want from a, a, from a, a, an accountant financial standpoint. Right. How right. can a team as huge as Barcelona not take a careful look at their books to make sure that they are able to keep their most their keep their most prized asset. Mm -hmm. Who wants to lose Messi as an organization or institution or whatever? Please help. Let us understand how some of these mistakes can be made because that, this this is unpardonable. I mean, go ahead. Yeah, so the first thing I'll say is most of these sports teams are not run to make profit. These are organizations that are run 
mostly they make losses and the owners, because they have other businesses that make profit, they use the sports team as a write-off against mm. the profits that they are making in other places. Okay. But essentially, uh, as somebody who enjoys this, the game as well, what I want to say is I think Barcelona moved away from Messi since last year. Mm. They started buying people like uh, the guy from Atletico Madrid, they bought the, the French guy. Oh, no, Suarez. Um, oh, Griezmann. 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 They brought Griezmann. Yeah. Uh, they brought uh, Dembele. Yeah. They, they started moving away. They ha- I think they had a plan to Already. move away from yeah. Messi. Because if mm. you look at maybe what happened, right? Yeah. Messi went there to sign a contract. He said, uh, no, you can't sign a contract no more because we can't afford you. Messi said, oh, don't worry. I'll drop my money. They said, we still can't afford you. Yeah. Right. So it almost sounds like they wanted Messi gone. Yeah. The only person who wasn't in on the whole plan was Messi himself. Yeah. Because hmm. Messi said he went to Barcelona when he was 13. Yeah. All his children were born there. That yeah. is the his home, yeah. Technically, yeah. And so he didn't want to leave, obviously. Yeah. But the team moved away from Messi. The last person they bought, which actually should tell you that Messi was not going to be uh, let stay, the... was uh, Depay. When they brought Depay, yes, they completed the team without Messi. Yeah. Mm. So you know, I think Barcelona move away from Messi. I wouldn't. I don't even think he's losing any money. They just wanted to get rid of him. Yeah. I think. And, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I think, uh, Alfred, you, you you just spoke to what I was thinking because I, how could any, you know, there is no way any organization would, knowing, I mean, you have your books, regardless of how your revenues or your finances is looking. And like you said, he, he wanted to take a pay cut. So how would you, how would the whole Barcelona not have the finances to take care of, you know, the basic needs or, not basic needs, but, you know, maintain, keep messy, if they wanted to. So the point you made, Alfred, is Messi. I think what it was. Uh, B-flat, I know you wanted to say something. Okay. We, we have a little bit of issue with uh, uh, B-flat's uh, feed. But that said, uh, let's take, if, uh, I think Joe also says, uh, Barcelona, also, Barcelona was a sinking, was sinking like a ship. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I look. I don't. I don't believe that. But uh, that's great point. No, I don't believe that either. I mean, they were bringing players in. They brought in quality players. All the people they were buying were not just Gerard. Was not, not just any other player. Depay was good. He was yeah. tearing the game up in France. Mm. Uh, Griezmann was good. Right. Yeah. Uh, Dembele and, and, and Manchester United was trying to buy Dembele off them because Dembele is always hurt. They didn't want to sell Dembele. Mm-hmm. So it's not like I mean Barcelona was sinking. Barcelona was not sinking. So, so Joe yeah. also just made another point. But uh Messi can't survive in the Premier League. Okay, so now Messi has left. Um whether that Barca wanted it or not, he's gone. Um uh, but no, actually let's look at uh again, this something just came to mind. Uh Alfred, why would Barcelona not want Messi anymore? Com- considering everything. Well, uh, I'm not even. I think people who play with Messi will tell you. I don't think Messi is the most friendly person. Yeah. <laughs> even he was having difficulties with this Argentina team, if, yeah. if you recall. They couldn't win anything with Argentina for a very long time because there was that lack of chemistry. You could see it. So I don't know how friend- he was even having problem with Griezmann. Yeah. So they were not connecting on the field. Mm. Uh, and 
Perhaps they were trying to build a team around Messi, and they did that before, bringing Suarez and Co in. But once Suarez left, it tells you that the team that they built around Messi is disintegrating. Yeah. They are building a new team. And Messi didn't fit into that plan. Yeah. And then so, Neymar, Neymar also left. Neymar also left. Yeah. So Messi no longer fit into that plan. Yeah. You know, they, were, they, you, they decided, yeah. Be flat. Do you suspect that Messi as a person or the press, the the God, the image that he had become, you know, did not allow him to play to to work well with other players on the on the pitch. You think that he has a personality that pushes other players away. It might not be seen, but internally oh. in the dressing room, do you think that that might be going on? You suspect it? Oh, oh yeah, Alenko. Thanks for asking. Let me go back to Alfred's point. I think he made a point like. Neymar, you see, Neymar came, uh, you know, he came to Barcelona for four good years, right? He played with uh, Messi. He left because he thought he's been shadowed. Because Bye, either we like it or and it seemed that Messi goes. Either you like it, you are in, in Mbappe. You are whoever yeah. you think you are. You, you you go down. Let's talk about, I mean, Ronaldo. When he was at Real Madrid, look at Benzema. Benzema was playing very good for football, but because of Ronaldo, he wasn't even mentioned in any way. Okay. When he left, now Benzema started coming to the scene. Mm-hmm. Messi, you see, he had, he, he had 778 games. He scored 672 goals. <laughs> Let's not forget about it. He came to Barcelona when he was 13 years. He's been with them, and he said during his speech that he wanted to stay and retire. He has, you know, those, you know, children and all that. But there is always time for everything. Anything okay. that has a beginning has That's an a, end. Yeah. So, no, but, 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 but be flat again, you have followed soccer for a long time. You think that Messi has a tendency to wear off other players in the dressing room because of uh, who he is? Yes yeah. or no. Okay. Yes or no. Yeah, the reason why I'm saying yes is oh, our own uh, Air Kevin, no, uh, or Boatin, or uh, is it yeah. is it Kevin? Our, yeah, Kevin our own, yes, yeah, Kevin went to Barcelona. He left because of Messi, because Messi told the coach, you know, he doesn't want to see Boatin out there. So, wow, I, really? Yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes. Boatin left because of Messi. You see, it's like Ronaldo, when you go to Portugal, no, wait. Ronaldo, in terms of no, let's stay, let's stay on Messi. Okay. Let's stay on Messi. Okay. <laughs> so, 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 no, let's seriously. If, if Messi, if Boateng left as a result of Messi, uh, then it goes to the point that we're making that he probably has this aura around him. Maybe from the beginning, not, but in, as time progressed, he grew up, you know, I mean, he uh, became this type of person that felt bigger than everyone. And he was calling the shots. Maybe he even did that to the management. And that's why they resorted uh, that, oh, look, you cannot be bigger than Barca. We are bigger than you. And and they decided to let him go. I'm not saying that, but I'm suspecting that. If he really actually caused Kevin Boateng to leave by saying he didn't want Kevin Boateng out there. Um, some were even saying that he influenced Barcelona in getting that coach. Uh, you remember the coach from... Uh, not Costa Rica, not Costa Rica's coach, but uh, you remember? Are you talking co- about Titi? 
or Titi, or which one are you? I mean, which coach are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, uh, this coach, the one that came from uh, Black. You know Argentina? what? That, no, you know what that that player that had is oh wow, I'm I'm drawing blanks now. But his South American coach, they won the Copa. Um, okay, the one is he from Chile? At Chile, the Chile coach, yeah, the Chilean coach, the Chilean coach, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think yeah. there were rumors. There were rumors that Messi had an influence in him coming to uh, Barcelona. Like he had that much power that he could decide which player would come. You know, it was rumors, but you know, with a person as big as he was, I mean, he is. I think that you know there can be some truth in that. Anyway, uh, we will move on to the Premier League and the European League, guys. Let's start with the prim. Actually, let's your take on. We'll come to Premier League. The now Messi is a, P, a PS, PSG. PSG already is winning the league before uh, Messi came. So, so PSG is going to win the league again, right? We all we all know that. True. We all agree. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. German league, Bundesliga. Who's going to win the league, Bundesliga? Oh yes, Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich. Okay. Do you think Chelsea should have done everything to get Haaland, uh, Alfred? Oh, Manchester should have done everything to get Haaland, not Chelsea. <laughs> uh, be, be flat. Uh, it was the plan for Manchester next year. I think Haaland <laughs> played and uh, Oh, I'm afraid. There was a relationship there. Uh -huh. He plays well with uh, Jaden Sancho. So, logically, Haaland is coming to United, uh, United Manchester United. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. Be flat. Do you think that Chelsea made a, a right decision by getting Lukaku instead of chasing? No. 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 Why are you saying no? And I, I will say no all the time. And I, I talk about it, I mean, during my show. Um, <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm, I'm a person who doesn't like a player when he or, I mean, when he's doing good, you know, in a different team, because of what, I mean, his performance, he wants to move to other team. And I can tell you a whole lot of players who did that. Okay. Something like Torres, Torres came from Liverpool to Chelsea. We all saw what happened. So mm -hmm. many players who left their team because they were doing good, moved down here. And Lukaku, he has been a Chelsea player before. We all know that. And don't forget, the style of play also affects every player. The idea Lukaku was doing good back in Inter doesn't mean when he comes to uh, Chelsea, he's going to perform. To me, he should have stayed there. So, so you think Chelsea should have gone for uh, Haaland? You, you see, um, like Alfred said, I, I mean, he used to play with Sancho, so Manchester should have. Uh, you see, um, how about how about this every guy? team, a coach, every coach has his own way of, you know, you know. Okay, all right. I, I get it. And like I said, Lukaku is a very good. Oh, good. I we understand. Chelsea was also offered. I was reading somewhere, uh, uh, the striker, the Bayern Munich striker. Oh, oh, oh Lewandowski. Lewandowski, yeah. You think that Chelsea could have would have done oh. better with more uh, than Lewandowski? Oh. Okay, I'll let Babi let's go. No, 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 no. Like Alfred, Alfred, go ahead. Go on. Oh, I, yes. I was say, go ahead. you know, Lewandowski is is, is getting is, is getting close to retirement. Okay. So, you know, he's getting close to the end of his career. So if you bring somebody like that, it might, you're only probably bringing him for one year, like we did with... Um, 
Cavani, Cavani, Cavani right? Yeah. Cavani wanted to leave this year. We begged him to stay. So I don't think it's the right move. Chelsea did the right thing by bringing Lukaku. But uh -huh. let me just quickly say about Lukaku. Mm -hmm. Lukaku was in Manchester United. And one thing about Lukaku is he cannot control his first touches. Like, his first touches are horrible. Any ball that comes to Lukaku, just look at his first touch. He's either now receiving it well or controlling it well. And they figured him out in Premier League. Everybody knows that Lukaku first touch bats. Therefore, if he's you know run at him when he's about to get his first touch, you are definitely gonna win the ball. Okay. So I don't think he's gonna make that impact in uh Premier League. He could have been successful. He was successful in it. I, I, I really don't buy that. Okay. I, I think I think Lukaku would do very well under this very coach. Mm -hmm. Um I remember once upon a time we have a guy who actually took the the league by surprise. That is the, the Drogba. Uh -huh. He was like Drogba. as poor, double poor than um, uh, Lukaku when he came to the Premier League. But we have a magic touch coach who I don't like. <laughs> Anyways, uh, that is the name of uh, uh, Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. Jose Mourinho. Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. <laughs> Jose Mourinho. Yeah. Uh, I hate him so much. I mean, hate is a very uh, tough word. I'm sorry. I will take it back. Uh -huh. But um, um, I, I don't like his style of coach. Mm -hmm. um, so, um, but he was able to change DJ Drover yeah. to. And a, a, a top-notch striker, and yeah. I can smell the same qualities in this very uh, Chelsea's coach. Mm -hmm. um, so Lukaku coming back, Chelsea really need a, a goal punch, I know a goal thief, mm -hmm. and Lukaku have that. So if with the setup that Chelsea have right now, mm -hmm. and they have a goal thief like Lukaku, mm -hmm. and this with the coach like that, I think. The coach can teach him one or two things that will take Chelsea to the next level. Right. I mean, for me, I, I, I can't stand Chelsea and, yeah, you know, whatever, but uh, I have to say, I mean, Lukaku, with the, this coach, I believe there will be a change. You see, the thing with Lukaku too is he's heavy. Uh, I don't that, is, that is what the England... I mean, in, guess what? In the time of Mora, I mean, the Liverpool yeah. don't bounce, they are big yeah. boys. Yeah, yeah. they big boys. You know, so England, I, I so think... they need big strikers. Right. Yeah. So Lukaku is in that group. Yeah. yeah. Just that, we, I know what we are talking about. It's just that Lukaku doesn't have the first, I mean, I know, he's, that, he's not a skillful striker, but he's a goal thief. Mm. And with a, uh, with a coach like that, I don't even know the coach very well. I went back to study who oh this coach is. And I realized that he's a technician. Mm -hmm. This coach is a is a real good technician. Mm -hmm. Like, defensive to move. He's a real all-round coach. Right. Yeah. So for him being in that, that position with Lukaku, believe me, Chelsea, Chelsea, Chelsea <laughs> I hate to say that, but... um. Uh, as a team to watch. Yeah, I just wanted to say something about the coach. Mm. For him being, you know, just appointed by Chelsea, even in the middle of the season, right? Yeah. And he took the team to actually win and, the and Champions League. Champions League. Right. That right like, there speaks uh, volumes yeah. of his mm. abilities. And, and if you watch Chelsea's recent game, I mean, our first league yesterday, Lukaku didn't play. Uh, and the people that were scoring the goals were Nathaniel uh, uh, Chaloba. I mean, yes, like, yes. the boy, a ball boy. To, so, so to debunk the point oh, that B flat mm -hmm. made that players, when players go and they come, they can perform. Look, that like I said, the first example is Nathaniel Chaloba. He scored a goal already. Now it doesn't say that he's going to do well going forward, but you had Salah, 
Salah was doing poorly at Chelsea. They, he went to Roma, came back to Liverpool, and we all know uh, what happened. Sorry. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. He was at Chelsea. Yeah. He left, came back to City, and is, was doing amazing. So I believe that Lukaku coming back, if you watch, if you watch some of his inter games, he's not as bulky as he was when he left. Uh, when he was at uh, Man, he's, you can tell his his leaner. Uh, his technique has improved. So we'll see. Uh, to the point Michael, that you just, yeah. Okay, let's come in because you mentioned my name. So if I can come in. <laughs> Oh, can I come in? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, I did not say every player. I did not say that. I did not say every player. I was talking about some players. Yes. When they switch teams, yes. it doesn't go away for the better. You see, I mean, for the point of, I mean, in terms of our listeners, let me tell you, I mean, in terms of Lukaku, he is the top scorer when we talk about national team, Belgium. He has played yeah. 98 games. He has scored 68 goals. Oh. When, when we come to Premier League, he's on number 20 of the top scorers, EPL. And he's coming back. So he can, you know, come, you know, come down a bit. And when he went to Inter, he played 95 games, scoring 65 goals. He's a big one. He's, I mean, he's top notch. But no, all that I'm saying, all that I'm saying, the idea that he's doing good in Inter doesn't mean he's going to play. You're right. That's, that's a good point. The Premier League is a different animal. Yeah. Yeah. So who's gonna win the uh, the uh, Scudetto? So Scudetto. So um, Italian Juventus. Napoli. Okay. Biflat. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Papa. Biflat. Who's gonna win it? Roma. Papa. Which Papa. one? Papa. That's Roma. <laughs> Papa. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Papa. Uh, um, uh, quickly, quickly, Alfred, your reason, your reason for saying what you said. Well, Juventus is packed. We have a team, you know, all the stars. And they've been winning this thing forever, except last year when uh, Inter kind of interrupted them. So I don't see, and, and the people who actually won, you know, the title at like Inter, most of them are gone. Lukaku is gone. Uh, you know, so I, I don't see the coach, where... the coach is gone. Yeah, and then uh, Ashraf Hakimi is also gone, yeah, right. Uh, Moreno, of course, uh, can pull a surprise, but this is not the period Moreno, yeah. Moreno hasn't done, yeah, Moreno, yeah, used to boom the very long time, yeah. Uh, recently, there was a friendly, thank you, thank you for saying that. Friendly <laughs> match, he actually even played recently with Roma, yeah, and he was given a red card, yeah, you know, so. Moreno, yeah. Moreno had a record already. Yeah. <laughs> That's Papa. That's Papa. <laughs> Black, why are you saying Napoli is going to win? Napoli is more like your Leicester City when it comes to England. I mean, mm. they have all play, all play uh, team. Um, they don't have a superstar. I think the only superstar that they have or a well-groomed player that they have is... Uh, uh, Insigne. Insigne. Uh, yeah. Um, but um, when you look at their style of play, they are all play, all-round all team. And uh, uh, last year, they, they just missed it by some few points to get it to the Champions League. But uh, when you look at their previous uh, um, uh, leagues and things like that, 
they are doing very well and, and i think this time they 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 they, they bring a few players in and um i'm hoping that they, i i believe that they can win because they were they were neck to neck 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 to neck okay. with the neck and neck with um well, what's the name inter until okay. like they started slacking and you know um they they, they couldn't they couldn't make it so uh, they, i mean i mean they'll, they'll continue what they're doing and their place is is really intact they didn't go nowhere okay. so that's a good thing yeah joe Usu, uh you have been our champion contributor of this evening if you want to we want to hear your voice joe Usu, uh the number is 815-277-5042 it's actually on the screen now joe Usu, call us and give us your critical analytics <laughs> Jules, uh, thank you so much for uh, chiming in uh, and being with us during the show. It is a progressive mind show. We're here every Wednesday from 6 to 8 p.m. CST and on Sundays 4 to 6 p.m. CST. And this evening or this afternoon, we have been talking about the pandemic's impact or COVID-19's impact on sports, soccer to be specific. We also looked at the case of Messi leaving uh, Barcelona to PSG. We talked a little bit about um, the African participation or Ghanaian participation in just in the just ended Tokyo Olympic Games, and we are about to wrap up the conversation. We really appreciate you all for hanging out with us so so far. Uh, but let's look at the Premier League now. Who is going to win it? Um, now we know that the teams have most of the teams have all bought good players and technically the competition to win the premier league is always within six teams so guys who's your pick b flat oh i i thought i was expecting i mean i was expecting you to ask me who's going to, i mean why did i see roma you know roma i didn't get it that chance because <laughs> black black answered afred answered but you didn't ask me yeah. I forgot. So. That's my fault. That's my fault. Go ahead. That's okay. Yes. Why are uh, you going to win? Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, um, I mean, <laughs> you know, Papa Papa is one of the top-notch coaches in the world. Either we like it or not. This is the guy who took FC Porto. Mm -hmm. He won the Champions League. He came to Chelsea 0405. We all saw what happened. You know, he went to Inter. We all saw what happened. Went to Real Madrid, Spain. At that time, Barcelona was like, you know, it was all over. Yes. Barcelona was, a, was unbeatable. Yes. <laughs> he came up against them. And you know what? And that team that this guy goes to, he is not about top, top, top players. Mm -hmm. He can do it. But I agree with that, Fred, because Moreno is not Moreno that we used to know. Yeah, you know, I mean, <laughs> the world is changing. Okay. Yeah. But I yeah. believe this guy is going to make Roma great. Thank you. Okay. So now let's come to the Premier League. Who's going to win? I the think Premier so. He left a bitter taste in my mouth from Manchester United. So. I, don't, I don't think Moreno will do anything at Roma. I don't think so. Okay. Moreno is sinking and it is what it is. Okay. <laughs> we, 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 we hear you. We hear you, Black. Yeah, yeah, time will tell. Time will tell. <laughs> So the Premier League now, man, guys. Yeah, time will tell. Who's going to win the Premier League, guys? Uh, uh, Alfred. Oh, you know already. Uh, the Premier League this year will be won by Manchester United, and they've already put the marker down. Mm -hmm. Anything that is coming to play Manchester United, they are won because we are not even scoring anything below three. We are giving you four, five nil, six nils. 
Okay. Who's coming to play? Okay, black. And the reason too is that you know, finally, Man United is able to put the pieces together. The only thing they are lacking is that central mid uh, CDM. It is central defensive midfielder, somebody who can hold the ball. Currently, we use like two midfielders. Uh, in uh, we're using Fred and McTominay because we don't have a single person who can do the job. Okay. And it's also the reason we were using those two, uh, Fred and McTominay, was because we had uh, uh um, our defense is not it's not fast, right? Uh, this guy can run, uh, Maguire can run. Uh, and Lindelof is, you feed Lindelof and he's not able to run and, you know, protect the back line the way we want it. So we have to put two defenders in front of the back line just so they could perform. But now that we have Veran in the team, okay, Veran is fast, very good. They can play. It's going to be very good playing with uh, uh, Maguire. So I believe the back line will be solid enough and we can just have Pogba and perhaps uh, 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 Ilan Matic or uh, Van der Beek, Van der Beek in the middle, and with uh, Bruno Fernandes and our new boy Sancho on the right, and Cavani in the front, and we can switch Cavani with uh, Rashford is is still injured and he's is uh, is under surgery now, but Marshall. we can alternate with Marshall. We have Marshall. Uh, uh, what is that? The small boy's name? Greenwood. 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 Between those three, I think we finally got a team. We okay. still don't have the central defense midfielder, but I think with Van der Beek and Paul Bauer, our midfield should be good. And the fact that we have Iran, we should be good to deliver the cup this year. How, how well do you think this coach has uh, performed uh, what, with, with this team? Yeah, so you know, so show is not so show came from a, uh, a team, a, a lower grade team to actually coach a big team as Man United, and so we we give so show room to actually you know see how he can perform. You will see that sometimes he will go on this winning streak to win every game for the next 12 games and then all of a sudden fall apart again. But, but would you say that he's helped build this team somewhat? He has done wonderful building the team. Okay. He has taken, he has a style of play, which is fast, one touch, and tiki-taka football, right? And so he managed to get rid of majority of the players that didn't suit that style. Uh, he's bringing in the players that will suit the type of football he wants to play. And I think he's done wonderful. Okay. When he, the first season he he actually plays six, right? Mm. The second season he plays third. Third season he plays second. Okay. So logically, <laughs> okay. Black. <laughs> the Premier League. Who's winning? Premier it? League. Premier League is just uh, we just started the Premier League, so um, I I I can't say much about it, but I I mean for what we saw this week, um, I would say that um. Uh, Mario Ma- is looking very good. Uh, Chelsea is looking great. I mean, uh, we thought um, they are winner of the cha- the, the, the championship. Uh, uh, the, the, what do you call it? the Super Cup, and then the the Champions League that they won was just a fluke. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's, it is not. Um, they are actually uh, a solid, 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 solid team. Um, they've, they've bring him some few people in that. I mean, Chelsea is a team to look at too. I'm a Man City fan, so I'll go with Man City. Mm-hmm. I think we've done it for the past four or five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been uh, one to uh, one to two. I mean, one to two, one to three. Mm-hmm. We've been there. So um, you cannot count Man City out. The only thing that um, 
I'm worried about is that um, our style of play have to change to suit the England style. We don't, our court doesn't really play the England style. When I say the England style, kick and run and then cross and head in there. We have to play the six-yard uh, box passes and things like mm -hmm. that. Um, it has catch up with us a little bit, but um, we still have, we still, we we're still Man City. The noise, the noisy makers, the noisy neighbors, the noisy neighbors. So um, I still believe that uh, Man City is still it will still be in the title race if if not winning. I mean, we can win. I mean, it's okay. the team without a striker. So. Yes. I mean, I doubt. No, I've never no, played striker. No, they they have Hurricane, right? So how do you say they don't have a striker? Hurricane is not yet in yet. So Hurricane, yeah. Hurricane is not actually a, a, a striker striker. You know, it, it, they are more of a schema style of, a style of striking, you know. Okay. But, um, I mean, we'll take it like that. And that is what our coach needs. Our but, coach needs somebody like that. Oh, you have Jesus, though, right? Uh, yes, Jesus is... I, I, I would say that we, we are telling Jesus to become the natural striker, but naturally he's not. He's okay. not a natural striker. He's still a schema, a schema style of striker. But, but like I said, that is what our coach like. Our coach, when you look at the records, he has never played really, really a, a natural striker. So we'll see how it happens. We'll see how it goes. Do we have? Um, I mean, when you look at the Man City team, we our engine is the midfield. Mm -hmm. So we, we we always want to. That's why we brought uh, this uh, Greenish, green, right? Yeah, no. that's why we brought it in to hold ball to get some fouls so we can get some free kicks and things like that. Mm -hmm. We saw it today. I've never watched him very well, but I saw it today, and mm -hmm. I think he will, he will be a very good material to the team. Mm -hmm. But I still believe that we need a natural goal thief striker. Mm -hmm. um, but hey, you cannot count Man City out. Um, I believe that Man City can... I mean, hey, like I said, one to four, we'll be there. But if he happens to win the championship, we can win it. Because we did it with uh, Man U uh, when we beat you, uh, when uh we 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 we, lead, well, we we won the championship by one point or a goal mm -hmm. or something we, we we always can do it we yeah. always can do it. we have the team to do that wow yeah just want to quickly say that for the last four times that city play united we beat you all four times that's fine but we still <laughs> <laughs> flat who's winning the premier league uh, alfred 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 how long how long are we going to give to Scotia? how long you see Blaray came up to you guys uh, you know, oh, they beat you guys. So how long? Now you're talking about Maguire, Varane. Varane, is it penalties? I really don't. <laughs> so Chelsea was able to beat Villarreal on penalty. Yeah, anyway. So Villarreal. You just have the pivot. Yeah, if Villarreal come today, we just have to play today. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys have, I mean, defensive. I mean, I mean, you have the, I mean, pivot in front of your defender. But let's talk about Liverpool. Mm -hmm. They've right. been quiet. They've been quiet during uh, the transfers. But look, all their players who were in jail, they are all back. They are back. So let's not leave them. I'm telling you, out of the scene, so, they are so back. So, so in your opinion, the Premier League is going to. Yeah, yes, yes. Like Black said, it's too early. But let's look at Liverpool. I mean, this okay. is all, all that I, I can say. Okay, great. No, I think that he also agree. Can I can I tell me one more team? Yeah. yeah. Arsenal. 
black, 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 black. I think. No, I think that I think that you're right. I think, I think the name even says it all. I would put it between. I would put it. They still have, like you're right. Liverpool still has Salah. They still have money. Uh, their injured players are back, so I'm still. Go- I mean, I'm, I'm going to put it between these three teams: Chelsea, Man U, and Liverpool. Um, uh, definitely. Uh, City. The reason why the reason why I'm not uh, going for City is because, like what Black said, and unless the coach changes his style, and the way Pep plays, I don't think Pep can play can change his style other than what he's doing now. And with the English teams having figured him out, they're always going to run him over until he changes his style. City's going to struggle, even with all the players that they have and their style of play. So, yeah. um, but fortunately for these three teams, they can they can switch styles. They can play to the Premier League culture. They 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 understand right. how the Premier League is supposed to be played. And so, the, the potential three teams are. But if somewhere along the line, Guardiola decides to tweak his um, formation, just like Conte did. When Conte came to the Premiership, he had to tweak his formation. All right? Uh, you, uh, you always have to make changes. So if, if he does that, Pep Guardiola has his chance as well. I mean, uh, um, I mean, with the style of Guardiola, right, it's like Mayweather. Mm-hmm. You know Mayweather's style, but he will he will, he still- will win. You'll still be yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on a good on a bad day, we will play good. We'll, Man City will still play mm-hmm. better, but you might get a lucky goal. Yeah. Like today. I mean, when you look at the way the when you might get a one good lucky chance and then that's it. But, on, because, go. but on a good yeah. day for them, they will trash you. <laughs> no, they'll, they'll, go. they'll yeah, trash you. They'll, they'll, well, they'll, they'll dismantle you. Right. Yeah, yeah, can I come in? Yeah, be flat. Yeah, yes, I'll, I'm surprised black is. <laughs> Missing some points out here. Um, black, black, yo, call a spade a spade. You have to. I mean, Pep doesn't like black. Please, I'm just, I'm, I'm just that. adding on to. I'm just adding on to what Aliko is saying. Oh, okay, that okay. You should not count Man City out. No sure. matter how you you learn or you you can study their style of play, they will still have one step ahead from you because they play more midfield game. And you can get penalties. So I have a question. And things like that. And we can, I mean, we can win. We can. So, so my question is, mm-hmm. I mean, go. My question is, during the, I mean, the finals of the, you know, Champions League, we all saw what happened. Um, Pep did not play a striker. But let's go back and see when he brought in Aguero and Jesus. What happened? Now, we are starting the league. And you are still not playing a striker. What is it telling us? We played a striker, but we played a young striker like Torres. Torres is a young man who is coming up and coming striker, but he's not. I is mean, that, is, that, is there a young striker? Striker is a striker. When I say a young player, oh, no, no, I, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, twenty-one year old, immature in the game. Yeah. He haven't got that. That look, the, the, look, the, Rooney, Rooney, Rooney was doing wonders for Man U. Uh, when he was 19, 20. Okay, ah, when he was very young. Greenwood, Greenwood crowd. Yes, right Greenwood. now. Uh-huh. Greenwood. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, right now, we lost our first game. Uh-huh. Uh, we we are looking for, for uh, what, I think 
my you uh the, the the fans of my you thought it's over because they, they started very well when child when uh and uh, my city uh was doing that was going five six and things like that when we catch you we'll, we'll beat you six four zero mm -hmm. at the end of the show we were lacking right so there was catch up. I mean, get to it. when I got caught on those who go on those who call for me. Then do I now? Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. You see, the thing is that, right? Man, you hasn't really unleashed all the, the talent yet. No, for now. Oh, no, Alfred. 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 You were conceding a lot to them. You know, we have Lindelof playing. Lindelof wouldn't even make it in Watford. Uh, Watford. Mm. You know, but we have Lindelof playing defense for But now we have Veron. No, Veron is a very good guy. Just yeah. So you see, Arena says something. Uh -huh. When you when you buy a defender uh -huh. over 100,000, 100, 100 million pounds. 47,000. Yeah. I mean, when you buy a defender, uh -huh. you die uh, that cost. Yeah. That means that you... You, you're ready to win championship. That, mm, that's, yeah. that was one of Marino's quotes. I, yeah. I don't like him. Yeah, for us, Maguire costs oh, 80 million, we don't, right? we don't expect you to like him. We don't expect you to like him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wow. Wow. Guys, I think we should come back and do another sports <laughs> segment. You know, right. it's very, very interesting. Uh, it's our passion, so we can talk about it all day. Uh, right. uh, but to... Uh, to our audience, we want to, you know, appreciate you and, of course, respect your time. This show, this show was supposed to go for two hours. It's, it's 50 minutes in addition to what we anticipated. But, and so we want to really appreciate you and also apologize for taking some of your time. Uh, the topic, effects, impact of the pandemic on sports, soccer, the case for Messi. We hope that we have been able to digest it in a way that may have sparked some awareness for you. And so keep the conversations going. We really appreciate you all. I'd like to thank my great guest, RBJ, Royal Black Jesus of Trend Africa TV, the CEO and the founder of this organization. Um, also, in, also with him is Alfred Amuzu, who is a host of, he's the host of Ghana Agenda. Ghana Agenda. Correct. <laughs> on Trend Africa TV. What what times what times does the show end, my brother? I mean air on uh air on Trend Africa. Yeah, so Ghana Agenda is on um from two uh Eastern Standard Time to four PM. So basically that would be one PM Central Standard Time to three PM. Nice. Uh, and it's on Saturdays. Mm. Saturdays. Uh, and we bring we bring guests. You know, Aleko, you might be my next guest. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> I'm not a politician. I beg you. You bring all these big, big politicians from God. I beg. <laughs> but I am always honored to be on. You know, your platform. Trend. Uh, Trend is my second home. Um. Um. And I. I mean, my doors is. Oh, my doors. The doors are open for me all the time. <laughs> And, and so is Progressive Minds. It's open to uh, the team from uh, Trend Africa. So it's, it's a partnership. We just haven't done what we have to do to make the partnership grow. But we know it's a, it's a, it's a, there's a partnership. It's, a, you know, it's, it's always there. It's always there. Uh, uh, B-flat is 
the one and only sports journalist in Chicago. Okay, Chicago Radio. What times does your uh, program come on? Your sports program? Oh yeah, it's uh, every Sunday, twelve p.m. Chicago time to two p.m. So excellent, excellent. Guys, man, it's been an honor. It's been a privilege. Hey, I, I've... Aleko, you forgot to mention Makam. Makam, one of the hottest. <laughs> 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 yes, I'll, I'll let you do it. Do it. I beg. Okay. Do it. Do it. So, Makam, uh, Makam is a spot. Is 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 a place that you should be every Sunday, mm. one p.m. to two, uh, three p.m. That's the Eastern time. And then then uh, uh, uh Eastern, that is Central, Central time, and then Eastern time will be two to four p.m. Yeah, it's amazing. We bring you the hottest gossip that you can ever, you know, want to know on 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 the platform. And then we bring is the gossip from Africa alone or Europe or elsewhere. Everywhere, yeah, everywhere. <laughs> I mean, we have uh, the team that will bring us the news, and then we are ready to gossip about it, talk about it, just mm. uh, get our own uh, uh, input to it, and things like that. So yeah. it's a spot. That's the spot. And then Trend ah. Africa, like I said, Trend Africa is this place for Africans, all Africans, not for Ghanaians alone. People thought it's just for Ghanaians, but Trend Africa. The reason I is Trend Africa is because it's for Africans. Let's come and let's put it together and let's grow it. It's, it's a You literally changed Aka Aka to Maka Maka. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. Today, I, today, I have, today I have released a secret. <laughs> Guys, oh man, it's been an honor and a pleasure. Like I said, I hope we can do it again uh, on sports or a very important subject. And to our audience, once again, we appreciate you. Have a wonderful evening. Enjoy the rest of the Sunday. Have a great week ahead of you. God bless. Remember to whom much is given, much is required. I've been your host, Alinko, and we shall see you next week, Wednesday at 6 p.m. Central. Guys. Yeah.